Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm here. Uh, I got the pleasure to be here with the man himself, Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Uh, Jason, you're such, you're, I didn't realize that you're such a liar, uh, but uh, it's always a pleasure to see you and and to be with you each, each uh, Saturday morning. Um, uh, anyway... Uh, I wanted to at least start off uh, with the fact it, it is disappointing to see that the vaccine rollout has is slower than all of us would li- like it to be. I know, speaking for myself, I am really anxious. Uh, I would be first in line if I could be. Uh, we have to wait on those who deserve the vaccine before we get in line. Uh, but things are going slower than uh, they should be. Uh, in fact, I saw where North Carolina as a state, uh, we're way down the list in terms of states receiving uh, the vaccine where we should be up close because we're one of the larger states. And, for the, you know, it's like, well, what? Uh, why would North Carolina not be receiving? And it's not like we don't have the good hospitals and good health here. Heck, we have uh, some of the best, best uh, health care uh, providers in the world here in this area. So uh, it, it it's just surprising. And so there's obviously some problems that I hope that they can solve. But, you know, the other thing, too, is and while we're all on pins and needles about the fact that the pandemic uh, is likely to be worse over the next several weeks uh, or months even, uh, and part of it's our own fault. Part of it's because we wanted to be with family uh, over Christmas. You know, we, we saw a, a real uptick after Thanksgiving, and we know it's coming after Christmas uh, and the New Year's holiday. So anyway, um, we just have to say uh, stay resilient uh, and, and keep doing what we know we need to do until this pandemic is over. Uh, but th- th- there was uh, s- someone said uh, uh, something to me the other day, and it just sort of hit me uh, in the wrong kind of way. <laughs> so I wanted to share it uh, because I think it's important for folks to r- recognize it. And uh, what was said to me is that, oh, we're all in the same boat with this pandemic. And as I thought about it, it, it hit me that uh, that is really not true at all. Um, I, I can understand why it was said, but they missed the point, uh, at least from my own perspective. Now, it's clear that we are all in the same storm, uh, but we're not in the same boat. Uh, you know, when this storm, you know, I've talked several times about how. Right now, uh, we have two separate economies, and and it's so easy to see. You know, the stock market um, it, it is still high, and part of that's because number one, the big companies, for the most part, the ones who are in the stock market, uh, are not struggling as much as uh, as small companies or or our local small businesses have been struggling like crazy. And and then you have to think about 
what about all of those employees who work for those struggling uh, companies or used to work <laughs> for those struggling companies? Um, so the fact is, um, there are a lot of folks that were uh, swimming. Uh, they didn't even have a boat uh, before the pandemic hit. And there were others who were in little teeny rowboats and others who were in a little bit bigger boat with a small engine. And then there are some of us who are on cruise ships, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and so uh, for half of the folks in this country – they're on cruise ships. They're, they've still got their jobs. They still have good income. Things are working well for them. Uh, their money's well invested. The stock market has done pretty good for them uh, for the past year. And the, one of the reasons I've mentioned is the stock market is still relatively high because investors really have no other place to go. You know, interest rates are so low Um and so there's uh, there's not any other investment that will hardly uh, even eke out something close to inflation. So if you're not in the stock market, you're losing money for the most part, unless you have a really good alternative investment like real estate. And of course, anybody in this area knows that this is a seller's market. If you want to make good money selling some real estate, now's the time because the folks who are buying real estate I have very low interest rates, and it's a great time to buy if you can find something that you can actually buy, because the the buyers have to make an offer within minutes of seeing a property that they like. It's it's a, a pretty unfair situation <laughs> when it comes to those kind of things. But the the but there are a lot of other things about uh, this that that we need to really think about. Uh, because for some folks, uh, being quarantined uh, is actually a nice thing. It gives them time for reflection. It gives them time to relax. It gives them time uh, to do things that they they wouldn't do if they didn't have to stay at home, uh, <laughs> as opposed to just being a vegetable in front of a, uh, of a television, which I would try to stay away from. Um, uh, but uh, for others, you know, being quarantined is horrible. It's the kind of thing where they can't uh, do what their family needs for them to do. Um, uh, it, it's um, it, it, and some families uh, are dealing with the fact that they're having difficulty living together. You, you know, this is a time when abuse, is probably at an all-time high uh, simply uh, because of all of the financial stress and the marital stress and the stress with kids and all of the other things. People are having a really difficult time uh, with so many of, of these uh, issues. So it, it's um, – and it, then, then you have folks who are dealing, doing quite – fairly well. In other words, they're not starving. They're not worrying about being um, kicked out of their uh, apartment uh, or, or the like. Um, but th they have additional stressors at, 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 at the same time. And I, I'm thinking about my own associate attorney in my office, and she's wonderful. But guess what? She's got uh, stress times three or four, 
I mean, it's uh, there's so many folks who are what we call in the sandwich generation, where they're trying to, and this is especially true of women, and my heart goes out to them because they're having to deal with m- more than what they normally deal with, and so, you know, this is Wonder Woman times two, <laughs> because. You know, there are very few families today that uh, can live the way they want to live without two incomes. So guess what? Both spouses uh, tend to need to work. So in essence, one spouse is having to deal with trying to work and also trying to maintain the marriage having to keep their children at home and school them. So they're having to be teachers uh, as well as disciplinarians at the same time. And some of them have to deal with parents as well, where they're trying to take care of of parents who are having issues as well. I mean, even if you still have a job and making money, that's a pretty horrible lifestyle and, you know, I can see where folks like that are just um, wishful for that light at the end of the tunnel where things can get back to normal. And it's not likely to happen until hopefully next fall when schools can get back to a normal schedule and things like that. Because this, you know, the first six months of this year is going to be pretty much the same as it's been all most of last year. There's not going to be a whole lot of change. We may see some change by midsummer, I think, where lots of folks have been vaccinated and things like that. But we have to keep our eye on the ball. And the, now you might say, well, why in the heck is he talking about? We know this. So I get it. But what I'm really getting at is this. For those of us who are still doing well, we need to keep our hearts and minds open now. I mean, here's the thing. Most of us open our hearts at Christmas time. In that, the month of December is no question. It's when most people make their charitable contributions. You know, years ago, I I was on the budget committee at the church. You know, and and our church is just like a a lot of other churches. We got the majority of our annual budget money in what month? What do you think? (laughs) I would say December. December, no question about it. Well, when does the Salvation Army raise their money? Well, when are the red buckets out there, Jason? In December. Uh, Well, that's the point. The, The point is, is that December is a month where traditionally we Americans are very generous, very open-minded, uh, very our hearts are wide open for folks in need. Well, this, you know, it's different this year. And what I would ask folks to do is to be like a person who tithes at church and they tithe every week. Because we can't forget about that second economy, the folks who are struggling, the folks who don't know if there will be food on the table for themselves or their children uh, going forward. Uh, This is a very, very difficult time. And the only way folks are actually going to make it is if they have our genuine financial support and it be continuing. So I would ask folks to reconsider how they do their charitable giving 
And obviously, I'm not asking folks to do more than they can. I'm asking them to redistribute when they make their gifts, because if they can make their gifts all year long rather than in December, that will help far more folks get through this pandemic. Because this is, you know, in future years, you can go back to your December giving, but (laughs) but this year is different. There are so many people who are struggling, and there are also so many people who are doing just fine financially. So... This is a time where we really need to consider making gifts all year long as we can. And and that's what I would ask folks to do because this is going to be another year where we have to come together as a community, uh, come together as a nation, and uh, do what we need to do for those folks to help them get back on their feet. That's a great message, Bill, and that analogy of we may not all be in the same boat, but we, we're definitely going through the same storm. And, you know, those who of us who are in a, a better situation, we can definitely step up and uh, and pull more than our fair share for a little while. That's wonderful advice. And, uh, Bill, we've got a wonderful rest of the program planned out. We're going to be talking about long-term care issues. And, boy, you talk about being in a storm. Uh, dealing with long-term care and the costs associated with long-term care are uh, quite the predicament. And we're going to get into that. And we're going to also uh, let you know about Bill's seminars. Bill has two wonderful free seminars that are coming up. Actually, this Wednesday, January 13th, Bill does this the second Wednesday of every month. And this is an opportunity to learn from Bill when it comes to long-term care assistance that has to do with Medicaid, VA benefits. It's a wonderful opportunity to find information about some programs that are, are very difficult and trying to understand and to get quality information about. Just go online to WGA Law. Dot com and click on the seminars button there it's free to register wgalaw.com or call 919-256-7000 919-256-7000 a quick break and back with more you're listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander and we will be right back Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong alongside Bill Alexander. Find more about him online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's where you can go to find more information about Bill and also register for his free webinars coming up this Wednesday, January 13th. WGALaw.com. Just click on the seminars button. It's free to register, free to attend. All you need is a device with internet access and an email address and you're good to go wgalaw.com these webinars focus on long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning and bill you know dealing with a long-term crisis is one thing from a financial aspect but there's a lot more that goes into it than just the money side what I really want to talk about are family conversations that need to take place conversations that sometimes rarely happen because <laughs> you know it's the kind of thing where um it, it, one of the things well let me let me go back and put it this way you know i as you know i i do a lot of trust planning and i enjoy doing trust planning and one of the things that i try to incorporate in almost every trust that i do for a client or a family is what we call disability planning. 
And the fact is, is that most trusts that I review don't even have a, a single word in there about disability planning. And you might say, well, why is that important? Well, for me, life planning is so important. It's how do we take care of ourselves? How do we take care of our spouse? How do we uh, deal with life issues, which are far more complex than death issues? Death issues, uh, you know, when it happens, it's done. You, You have to get over it. You have to move on. But that's not the way it is with life issues. And the fact is, is that we, as we get older, sometimes we lose it. <laughs> I hate to say that. Uh, and here's, so here's the thing. If all we have is a power of attorney, a general durable power of attorney, and, and you've heard me talk about how important that document is, and it really is, particularly to seniors, to have a different kind of power of attorney, one that we call an advanced power, one that gives your trusted agent significant authority. But what if you have a trust? Well, with a trust, if you have a disability plan in it, what you're doing is giving your agent, the trustee, a fiduciary duty to carry out your guidance that's contained in your trust to be, you know, for for your trustee to spend your money the way you want it spent on you. Well, to me, that's a pretty big deal. You know, if you give a power of attorney to somebody, hopefully your spouse or your children or a child uh, or someone who's trusted, you're giving them authority, but you're giving them no direction. So it's like, here it is, do whatever you think is right, or at least that's what most people think, and I'm going to go into that in a few minutes. But... With a trust, you can actually set out how you want to be taken care of. Guess what, for most people, is the most important thing to them when they get old in terms of how they might be taken care of? What do you think it is? It is, don't put me in that old nursing home. (laughs) You know, and the fact is sometimes there's no options other than that, but to the degree that we have the financial ability to do things differently other than be placed in a nursing home, yeah, that's exactly what people want. Oftentimes it is, in fact, to be cared for at home. Um, So then the question is, how do you want to be cared for? Well, this requires a conversation, or it requires, you know, What's important to you? Now, there are lots of other conversations that we know we need to have that can be difficult, such as when to pull the plug, you know, what's called, you know, a living will, or in North Carolina, it's called an advanced directive for natural death. Very, very important, but we're all different. And the fact is that our spouse may know us well, may know what makes us tick, what we enjoy, what we don't enjoy, which is really important. But do our children know that stuff? I guarantee you the answer is absolutely not. So if the conversation never takes place, 
you don't know those those things that your parent knows about themselves or that the spouse knows about each other. Um, and so um, that's a really important you know, when it comes to health issues in terms of if this happens to me, this is what I, I want you to do, that's an important conversation. But it's also important in terms of guidance for a lot of other things. And a disability plan is where you can actually put that into place. Uh, and what I like to tell folks, I mean, because obviously we can write into a document, don't put me in a nursing home. We can say, keep me at home as long as my, my resources allow. Uh, give me the maximum amount of independence. Who doesn't want that? Uh, give me the things that I enjoy. If, that's, if that happens to be books or magazines or uh, a great uh, television or computer access or emails or or whatever it is, music, uh, lots of different things. You know what's important to a lot of folks? What they eat, you know? You can put that in your guidance, you know? Or if what I like to tell clients is, what are your bad habits? What, what are the things that you enjoy that your children might say, you shouldn't do that, Dad. That's bad for you. <laughs> and what does Dad say? It's like, I don't care. <laughs> I like to have my chocolate or I like to have my my wine in the afternoon or my scotch at night or whatever it is or for some uh, not me but if you know it's the kind of thing if you smoke uh, are your children gonna agree with that heck no but if you're 85 or 90 years old do you care what they think when it comes to that no you don't you, but you know that every healthcare professional is going to say Dad, stop that right now because you might die from that. And what does Dad say? I don't care. <laughs> so the fact is, if you put it into your disability plan, then you're giving your agent, your trustee, a fiduciary duty to carry out your plan. And that's why having these discussions can be so important. And the other reason why it can, can be important is because, guess what? Your children are sitting there. Normally, at, that, at some point, they become your trustee, and they're taking care of you, and you're puttering around, hopefully, uh, and, and hoping to stay at home and have have uh, nice nurses take care of you and that sort of thing. And guess what? The kids could, if they didn't have a fiduciary duty, they could say, well, it'll be a whole lot cheaper for us to put dad in a home, and that would save us a lot of money. And guess what? We get to inherit everything that we don't spend on good old dad. Uh, well, you know, that's not what you want your children to do. You want your children to carry out your guidance to take care of you. I mean, you're the one who who basically accumulated this wealth, this money. Now, if you run out of money, you know, sometimes your choices are very limited. But if you've got the resources, then the fact is is that you want to give people your trustee <clears throat> a fiduciary duty to do what you want them to do for you. What are some of the other commonalities for seniors? For the most part, we want to stay at home. 
it's like, well, we know we don't want to go to a nursing home. That That's probably number one in all of our hearts because we know uh, we're scared to death that that will be you know that's where you you go to die and um, it's not an enjoyable place we know that um, but when you get away from don't put me in that nursing home it is I want to stay right here where I'm familiar with my surroundings this is my home get out of here if you don't like it <laughs> you know we and we we want to continue to drive why that helps us maintain our independence and control. Duh, you know that. You know it's hard to wrench the keys away from a senior for that reason. And there's a there's a psychology to it. Um, uh, but in terms of of not staying at home, not driving anymore, it normally takes a huge scare. Uh, where we're afraid to drive or we're afraid to be at home alone. Um, but, uh, you know, that takes a pretty traumatic event to occur first. So how do you deal with folks who are going through that? Well, first of all, it's all about relationships. It's all about a supportive relationship. I mean, the biggest mistake that particularly children make is, Dad, you had this happen. You let somebody scam you. You did this. You did that. You didn't pay this bill. You didn't do that. You made a terrible mistake here. We're coming in and we're taking over. You do that, you're just putting your your loved one's head in the lion's mouth because they're going to push you away because guess what? They still think of themselves as young independent, in control. They don't want your coming in to take over. That does not work. So you got to approach things differently. And I know we have to take a break, but when we come back, I want to uh, continue on this strain to, to at least give people a better perspective on how to deal with these issues. Being able to massage those relationships and being able to uh, communicate your feelings and your worries without being confrontational or abrasive is, uh, is, is very key to all this. And Bill, I'm looking forward to continuing that conversation. I do want to remind everyone that there is still time to register for Bill's free seminars. They are available to be registered online at WGALaw.com. All you do is click on the seminars button. These are uh, wonderful opportunities to gain insight from Bill on uh, his wonderful experience and knowledge when it comes to Medicaid, VA benefits, and Bill's other seminar dealing with asset protection and trust planning. WGALaw.com is the website to go to. Just click on that seminars button, or you can also call the office 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong alongside Bill Alexander. Don't forget, WGALaw.com is the website to go to to find more information about Bill, to schedule an appointment with him, or to register for this Wednesday's seminars. WGALaw.com is the website. Bill, we're having a wonderful conversation here about 
dealing with long-term care issues. And just before the break, we were discussing uh, maybe some things that we need to be aware of and some conversations that we may need to have because uh, our attitude and our the way that we approach uh, dealing with a loved one, dealing with a long-term care issue uh, can really make or break the situation. It, it does, no question about it. Um, actually, the most difficult situation for families, uh, it sounds funny, but it, it, the most difficult situations to deal with family members, loved ones, is when there's not a traumatizing event. Um, you know, things may be getting worse, but they're somewhat normal, if you will. So the first thing I would advise folks to do, and this is true whether it's a spouse or, or particularly children, um, it's to approach your loved one in such a way of, how can I help? How can I be supportive so that you're still in control, so that you're still making the decisions? What can I do to help you there? Um, it, it might be, Ken, uh, what do you think first? You know, Give me your advice on what I can do to help. Uh, because if you're seen as a facilitator, as a supportive person, then you're not going to be pushed away. If you're seen as somebody who's just going to take over, then you're going to get pushed away, and that's an invitation to scammers to come in and take your parents' money or whatever. So, um, all right. So you've said. Uh, so how? What are some of the small things? And you got to take small steps and gain that trust that you're there for them. And it may be just a matter of making a telephone call every day, uh, seeing how things are. It may be, uh, is it okay for me to um, uh, be on your account as a person who receives your statements so that I can review them with you? Uh, each month uh, to make sure that everything's good with your bank account. Can I set up electronic payments for you so you don't have to worry about doing that each month? Um, uh, you know, you you can look at the uh, North Carolina Attorney General's website uh, for consumer protection. They have a list of all the scams. Can we can we talk about what scams are out there? You know, let's have some conversations where you know, you know, it's not me. It's uh, it's us learning together uh, what is out there that can harm you. Um, and that actually is a great reference uh, source uh, because you wouldn't believe how serious uh, and effective some of these scams are. The more you know, that is always very good for you. Uh, it may be, uh, do you want me to pay your bills for you, Dad or Mom? Um, you know, I can. I, you know, this is something that I can do for you uh, that you, you know gives you a little more freedom, and you know your bills are paid and those kind of things. And uh, but only if you want me to. Yeah, you know, if, uh, it's in other words, it's like asking permission and being supportive. Um, it gives a totally different mindset in terms of your intentions when you do that. And, and I can't tell people how important it is to be perceived as supportive as opposed to somebody who wants to come in and take your independence and control away. Um, 
it may be, uh, you know, Dad, your your vision is is going bad. Maybe you shouldn't drive at night. Uh, maybe you should limit uh, where you're driving. You know, it, it still should be okay for you to go to the grocery store just down the street and, you know, to the bank, to the pharmacy, you know, that sort of thing. But it's the kind of thing where having those conversations can be really important. Uh, and if if you're a person who is trusted sufficiently to be named as an agent under a healthcare power of attorney or a general durable power of attorney, have the conversations. We talked about this once before on, you know, a mom or dad, you know, what is it that you want uh, if these kind of things happen? Because the best... Uh, way to be an agent is to know how your loved ones feel about uh, certain types of situations, whether they're financial or healthcare related. Um, just so, so important. But the real key in most supportive relationships is like anything else that's effective planning, and that is small steps work, large leaps. You generally fall on your face. <laughs> so take it in small steps and gain that trust. That trust is what is so important in terms of relationships and dealing with seniors. Now, I know we have to take another break, but I, then I, I want to come back with some additional things that can help you as it relates to dealing uh, with seniors. Because one of the uh, – you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes you got to ask others who have a better perspective on it to help you through it. And that's as true for me as it is for you. So uh, when we come back, I want to talk about some of those things. You don't know what you don't know is a popular phrase on this show, but it's so, so true. And knowing what is available to you is so key when you're dealing with long-term care issues or a loved one who's dealing with that. And, you know, I'm so glad we're doing this show today because these are important discussions and important topics that uh, we just really don't have. And, Bill, your uh, expertise and experience with this is, is so important. And also, I want to remind everyone that while we're discussing this today there's there's also the side of you know what do you do if you're in a long-term crisis and that's why bill has his monthly seminars and it's a wonderful opportunity for you to get even more information about assistance that might be available for families who are dealing with a long-term care crisis go online to wga law Bill has two seminars coming up this Wednesday, one dealing with long-term care assistance. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on that seminars button. It's free to register, and you can attend a a webinar session with Bill and uh, learn so much about what is available to you. You can also attend Bill's seminar dealing with asset protection and trust planning. WGALaw.com is the website to go to. And don't forget, you can also call 919-256-7000, 7000 A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. We're back with Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we're having a discussion about dealing with long-term care issues. And Bill, when we concluded the last segment, we left with the phrase, uh, you don't know what you don't know. And we repeat that so often here (laughs) because it's so true. Well, I, I would be remiss if I did not say 
that uh, when folks get to retirement age uh, or their past retirement age, uh, uh, let's if you haven't had your documents reviewed or redone, uh, particularly by an elder law attorney, uh, this is the time. Having documents done in advance before there are problems is far better than waiting until there's a crisis. I mean, number one, none of us know when we're going to die. That's a good thing, I think. But the fact is we don't know when we're going to have crisis develop and live. Living can be difficult. And so uh, having the right documents in place is critical. And so one of the times when people really need to have their documents reviewed is when they're nearing retirement or if if – uh, or, or soon thereafter if they haven't done it at that particular time. And, of course, retirement ages vary a whole lot for families. Some folks are fortunate enough to retire in their 50s, and most of us are in our 60s or 70s when we actually retire. Uh, but that is an important thing. And, of course, those families who see that they have a loved one who is having issues – Get your documents redone. It is so important at that point. And even if you've had your documents done by an attorney in the last five years, if you see a loved one who is degrading, seeing an elder law attorney is critical because folks don't realize how many options they have. And I'm not, you know, for a lot of seniors, a simple I love you will is not the appropriate approach when you have a sick loved one or one who's going downhill. There are so many things, and I I can tell you from my own experience that so many clients, when they learn of options that they knew nothing about before or things that they could do that they didn't know that they could do, more often than not, people choose an option that's different from uh, you get everything uh, and as opposed to what I call a modified sweetheart will or a trust where it's I'm going to put this in a protected trust to protect you so that uh, you can have what you want, but the, everything is protected as well. And, and that's what trusts are all about, quite frankly. So important information. Now, one of the things that can help beyond legal documents that can help families in a big way is an independent life care manager. These folks uh, are certified. They deal with senior issues. Um, They can give you advice because you don't know what you don't know. And it was just as true for me when I dealt with my mother and my brother. Um, there were lots of things that occurred healthcare-wise where uh, a life care manager helped in a way because I didn't know what to look for. Uh, I knew the rules. That's something I knew very well. But, you know, uh, I, I can't know everything, nor can you, Jason, or anybody who's listening to the show. So I needed advice from an independent life care manager, uh, and it helped so much. But guess what? You, you want your loved one wants to stay at home. Okay, just like everybody else. An independent life care manager can help your loved one stay at home safely. They can come in. They can do a whole lot more than that, and that's the secret you need to know. But the fact is, 
that they can come in and make recommendations. You, you need to take this rug up. You need to put this on the door. You need to, uh, you know, unplug the, the stove or whatever it is. But things that can be done that are very inexpensive or no cost at all to make a home safer for a senior to live in, whether it's electronic monitoring, whether it's uh, it, it's what, you, you know, some, some uh, it might, uh, mean some changes to the house that have some cost to them. But so what? That's a heck of a lot better than spending $5,000 a month for assisted living or $8,000 a month for nursing care. And guess what? People are far happier uh, if they can be in a safe environment at home. But the key is safe environment. And there comes a time when the home may not be a safe environment. Uh, but an independent life care manager can help you get there, can help you stay at home longer, or they can tell you when that's not really going to work anymore. Because one of the bad things about staying at home is if your family member is not taking care of you, if you have to hire home care agencies to work for you, it's far more expensive to do it at home than in other environments. That's one of the reasons I recommend independent living communities for many seniors who are having some issues because you'd be surprised at how many of them can stay independent far longer uh, and happier in those communities. Now, uh, it, it's but the key is getting the advice from professionals who can help you because you're like me you don't know what you what you know how your home is set up and how it could be rearranged uh or the the protective things that you can do with very very little money so an independent life care manager can save you a lot of time and money and really significantly help you do what you're trying to do to take care uh, of your loved ones yeah those waters are terribly difficult to navigate and having an expert to guide you in the right direction is uh, is worth its weight in gold as you're dealing with uh, a long-term care crisis. If you want to find more information about Bill, get a hold of him to schedule an appointment, or if you would like to attend this Wednesday's seminars dealing with long-term care assistance and asset protection and trust planning, go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button. There you can register for either or both of those seminars that Bill puts on. We have a couple of people who uh, who like to attend both. It's free to do so, Law. Dot com is the website to go to or you can call the office 919-256-7000 919-256-7000 a quick break and back with more this is asset protection today with attorney bill alexander and we'll be right back You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, WGALaw.com is the website to go to. Click on that Seminars button if you want to register for this Wednesday's seminars. Uh, If you don't do it this week, you've got to wait until next month. WGALaw.com to register for Bill's seminars. He's got two of them, one dealing with long-term care assistance and uh, making sure that you can find out if you're uh, of Uh, qualified to receive Medicaid assistance and also VA benefits. And don't forget Bill's Elder Seminar dealing with asset protection and trust planning. WGALaw.com. Just click on that seminars button or call 919- 
256-7000. We've got to get out of here. We hope you'll join us again next weekend for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.